0: hello hello everyone this is the frankly daniel show and yes i'm the daniel and the frankly part of this enterprise it's it's my weekly exercise as you well know of our first amendment rights thank you for joining me today it's an honor to be here with you My show today is entitled, The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes, today's show is entitled, The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Perhaps a curious title for a Frankly Daniels show, don't you think? So who do you think the body snatchers are? The the ones I'm most likely going to talk about today. And whose bodies are they snatching? And why? And like any good mystery, what's the snatchers' public message? What's the nature of their propaganda? How well is it designed to keep us at bay, in the fog, and and, and afraid to say anything about what we suspect is going on? However, remember, a suspicious mind can only get you into cancel culture trouble. But before I get to the heart of my evocative snatcher story today, I have a couple of brief vignettes to share with you. The first is how I came to today's title, and the second is about the actual origin of the title, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. There are so many things going on in our society today that if you squint for a moment, just, just for a moment, some of the pernicious evils going on today will naturally come to mind. Many of these ills fit under the title of body snatchers. For instance, where have all our police officers gone? Why are we seeing fewer American babies being born every year? Where, where did our law and order prosecutors go? These people that are supposed to be prosecuting crime. Why are all these criminals on the street? Where, where are they coming from? And who are the hordes of illegal aliens crossing our borders replacing? Aren't, aren't abortions a form of body snatching? Even our so-called rhinos in Congress appear as if someone snatched who they were as conservatives and replaced them with quasi-progressives. Even the once old-fashioned liberal Democrats have been snatched and replaced by radical progressives. You don't believe me? Take a look at Joe Biden. A once middle-of-the-road on every controversial political subject is now a hardcore progressive. All within the span of 16 months. In fact, it's like he's turned a switch on January 20th of uh, 2021 when he took the oath of office right after he gave that speech about being everybody's president. I've never liked Joe Biden personally, which you've probably figured out by now, or his brand of unanchored uh, core values that put him on all sides of any moral issue. But who snatched this once liberal middle-of-every-road the politician and replaced him with a quasi-Marxist ideologue? Now, the progressives shut down the nation's schools for two years, and when our children returned to the classrooms, they're wondering where in tarnation did their former teachers go? Somehow, these once acclaimed public servants have been replaced by gender-crazed critical race ideologues, insisting that kids as young as five years old must be indoctrinated into the bizarre world of gender ideology and French sexual and family arrangements as part of their standard everyday kindergarten curriculum. Where have the Americans we once knew we once depended on to maintain our nation's adherence to Judeo-Christian principles that we believed were God-fearing liberty and freedom-loving neighbors and friends? Where have they gone? Their bodies are still here, but these aren't the same people we once knew. And no family members or group of friends are who they once seemed to be either. Has someone snatched their bodies and replaced them with alien beings? Or are these too frequent observations just one more set of conspiracy theories? Well, the other day, Malcolm, the founder and president, CEO, and creative director of America Out Loud, and I were discussing the mounting abortion numbers and the fact that we aren't replacing ourselves because we've stopped having we've stopped having enough children to replace ourselves. The origin of this conversation was more practical. It was around my need to come up with a title for my last podcast, which was on abortion and our declining fertility rate. And Malcolm was tossing up multiple suggestions. For some time now, I've been concerned about how the progressive left, particularly those who increasingly appear to be not-so-secret Marxists, Are importing illegal immigrants to replace the children we're not having and the potential 800,000 children that end up as pro-choice abortions. Yes, America is shrinking. Our American-born population is dwindling. It's ebbing when it should be flowing with new American lives. But it's not. And more and more foreigners are taking the place of American bodies that would be here if we made an effort to birth and raise our own children instead of importing foreigners to replace us. Uh, Well, anyway, Malcolm said, Here's a title for your next show. If you should do another show on abortion, declining fertility rates, and who those are replacing these losses. I said, Okay, I'm listening. Malcolm said, The Body Snatchers. Now immediately lights went flashing, and I I wasn't being pulled over by the police for a moving violation. Of course, I said, The Body Snatchers. I remember it was the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Perfect. In fact, the title, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, fits any number of evils besetting America today. Most notably, wokeism. Yes, I said, wokeism is the driving force behind all body snatching. And there I had it. The newest likely conspiracy theory, and I knew I had it, my next Frankly Daniels Show title. Never before have I known so many families, blood relatives, and in-laws at such hostile ends with each other. It's nothing short of wokeism against the remaining sane, God-fearing, flag-loving, all-American deplorable, ultra-magna patriots. Well, okay, perhaps that's a little over the top. But sometimes you have to use exaggeration just for the sake of emphasis. But think about it. What's with the tens of thousands of deaths from smuggled fentanyl? All of a sudden drug overdoses are the leading cause of death among 18 to 45 year old Americans? Is that more body snatching? You've likely seen others' experiences, or you've found yourself a victim of the same. Brothers aren't talking to brothers, sisters aren't talking, or speaking to sisters or brothers and parents are estranged from their adult children, and vice versa. Close neighbors refuse to even acknowledge each other as they put their trash cans out for pickup on Tuesday mornings, or whatever day the trash snatchers come by your house. And what are they really doing with all that trash? Are they making replacements for you and me? It's as if the nation is going through the ultra great divide. It's as if the devil himself took a giant cleaver and chopped the nation into the truly sane and the insane woke. It's as if we're in a retrospective time machine and the year is 1860, not 2022. And we're just months away from the great American civil war and this terrible time should remind us we managed to kill 830,000 American neighbors, sons, brothers, fathers, and even mothers, wives, and daughters. And as if that wasn't sufficient, we maimed more than a million of those who were spared death but left crippled forever. Well, this is an ugly memory. I just have to say, in light of all this insane controversy over the Second Amendment, that in 1860 you could own your own cannon, Joe Biden. So please stop spewing all those falsehoods. You've probably heard Joe Biden repeatedly say that when the Founding Fathers wrote the Constitution, in particular the Bill of Rights, the Second Amendment didn't allow individuals to own cannons. Now this is absolutely false, and there's an army of constitutional scholars who will tell you exactly the same. So don't bother coming by my home, Joe. I keep my cannon safely stored in our two-car garage. Well, let's get back on track to the great divide and to the body snatchers. It's as if something has come into our lives through the water system or perhaps is a remnant of long COVID and changed the people. We thought we knew into people we no longer have any idea where they came up with their to-the-death beliefs about a range of woke topics. Are these the same folks and family we've known for years? Or or has someone snatched their original bodies and replaced them with radical progressive opinionated know-nothings who are only able to spout talking points memorized from CNN and MSNBC tweets and take Biden's new press secretary? Well, I don't mean literally take her. It's just that that's a figure of speech. But her announced credentials are that she's the first black lesbian immigrant to be press secretary. Say what? Who is replacing these people? And the true tragedy of these woke-ified strangers, the folks we thought we knew, is that they probably think the same about us. Now, when I say wokeism, what am I speaking about? Well, let's start with unlimited on-demand abortion. But wokeism also encompasses the radical progressive left's obsession, and I mean obsession, with multiple gender identities and a vast menu of sexual orientations and any number of family unit combinations that don't include a father. Where in tarnation has all of this malarkey come from? Has there been an invasion of the body snatchers who've replaced our sensibilities with activists obsessed, yes again obsessed with gender and heretofore rarely discussed sexual combinations? who want to strip us of our guns and our rights to own them, and to speak our minds in the open and once unshackled public town square? What about the boys and young men who turn transgender and then go on to compete against biological females and girls' sporting events? Now isn't that a form of body snatching? And who snatched our regular pronouns and stuffed the word box with nonsense syllables?
1: Just last week, an entire generation of young girls watched as our taxpayer-funded institutions permitted a biological man to compete and beat a biological woman in the NCAA Swimming Championships.
0: Yes, you were a man, and now you're a woman. Just because you say so, what a country. As I spoke last week about our first black female Supreme Court justice, who can't, or more likely simply, refuse to define what a woman is when asked the question by the same senator who just spoke, Senator Marsha Blackburn. So please, once again, what is a woman?
1: Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about.
0: I love that clip. As you can probably tell from the number of times I've played it over the past weeks, no, no, no. this justice, let's be reasonable, she just needs first to see and perhaps hear the facts. Perhaps she needs to look at the body parts, get experts to testify how the body parts interact and work in conjunction with the endocrine system, and then, of course, have a expert gender advisor explain why biology isn't a determinative factor. All of this, before this justice can rule on whether the person, perhaps a snatch person, is a woman or some other gender iteration. Now, once you start down the path of wokeism, is there any end to it? Oh, yes, once you start down that path of wokeism, you can't help but think about the massive illegal immigration disaster flooding our southern border and the reflamed fears about replacement theory and critical race theory. It's plaguing our civil discourse. All these radical progressive theories peg us, or those of us who haven't been snatched and replaced by progressives, as racist, and not just individual racist, but systemically racist. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Time to stop and pull the wagon in front of the horse and explain what I mean by an invasion of the body snatchers. Well, I thanked Malcolm for the title idea, and I told him that, of course, I'd keep where I got the idea from secret, so just in case there was any copyright issues, it would be on me and not on him. Of course, it was just a joke about not giving Malcolm his due credit for the idea. (laughs) Boy, I'm pretty clever, aren't I? But the truth, but the truth was, as I told him, I wasn't about to share the credit for this gem. Well, we we laughed, and, and he said, it's yours, brother, it's yours not to worry. Now, Malcolm is so much more to me than a creative director, but that's a wonderful story in and of itself for another time. Anyway, before I get to the body snatchers, I should spend a few moments setting up why Americans are in a population decline and who's snatching our bodies and where they're going and who they're becoming. Are there really alien body snatchers? Are we doing this snatching to ourselves? And why is it important to understand this social phenomena? And stay with me now as I go on a slight detour. Elon Musk. And you must you must be familiar with the name Elon Musk. He's the inventor of the Tesla electric car. He's also the newest enemy of the progressive left because he's decided to purchase Twitter and take it private. Which means he owns it and he can do whatever and make any changes to its practices and algorithms he sees fit. His intent, according to him, is to make Twitter an open, free speech public square. <laughs> wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be something? Unquestionably, this is something Twitter has never been, and likely would go into anaphylactic shock if if somebody tried to force it in that direction. And, and certainly, Twitter is resisting in every possible way, mostly with the help from radical progressive left people who don't want anyone with non-progressive thoughts anywhere near their social media monopoly. The progressive left isn't only into body-snatching, they're also into rewriting our Constitution and erasing any number of amendments they find personally offensive. like the First and Second Amendment, for starters. In any event, back to the story, let's try and stay on track, Daniel, okay? Recently, Elon Musk said, he said this to the Wall Street Journal, and this is a quote. If people don't start having more children, civilization is going to crumble. And yet so many people, including smart people, think there are too many people in the world and think that the population is growing out of control. It's completely the opposite. Please look at the numbers. If people don't start having more children, civilization is going to crumble. Mark my words. Unquote. Well, Elon I have marked your words, and I might add to them that if we don't stop the radical progressive left, our American civilization may crumble anyway, regardless if we have more children or not. But what Elon was was getting to is our falling fertility rate. Now, contrary to popular belief, most of the world isn't growing. Its population is shrinking. Honey, I shrank the world. Every woman of childbearing years and anywhere in anywhere in the world, they need to have on average, every woman of fertility age needs to have 2.1 children to maintain population stability in any country. Now, of course, don't go all smart on me and bring up that you can only have children in whole numbers like 1, 2, and 3. A 2.1 is a statistical average. If you think about it another way, 10 women need to have 21 children between them, to replace any nation's current population. I mean to stay even. Nations with fertility rates higher than 2.1, they're growing their populations. Likewise, nations with fertility rates below 2.1 are shrinking their populations. In 1950, our American average fertility rate was 3.5 children per family, per woman. And we were growing and things were wonderful. Today's American fertility rate, what do you think it is? You gotta know if it's below 2.1. Yeah, it's actually 1.78. 1.8 for round numbers. And it's falling. In other words, we're not even keeping up our own population, it's falling. And while we're having fewer children, we're also aborting 800,000 potential children a year. You combine these facts with deaths from natural causes and our increasing homicide rates, and you might find yourself saying, "Houston, we have a problem." Now, 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 we're we're not alone in this fertility and abortion dilemma. All Western nations, and all of them, fertility rates are declining. And to add to this, worldwide, I don't know if you know this, worldwide. There are 73 million abortions each year. 73 million abortions each year. In fact, if you count each aborted, unborn infant as a person, abortion is the leading cause of death in nearly every country. Approximately 60 million people die of natural causes in the world every year. But we abort 73 million would-be children every year. Like, like wow! Now, if all of these unborn lived instead of being suctioned away as medical waste, we could replace the entire U.S. population in just four and a half years. And you have to know that 73 million abortions is a very conservative number. The collections of abortion statistics in many nations, they're not all that reliable. And and while it's on my mind, let me say that the 800,000 abortions performed each year in the United States is not only on the rise, but this number is also very conservative. It it doesn't capture the tens of thousands of medication abortions performed at home by unhappy pregnant women, abortions that are largely off the books. Now, home-based medication abortions, they're on the rise and most of them aren't counted in our official abortion numbers yet because we can't figure out how to capture that count. And here's another startling fact. In the United States, among those in their prime childbearing years, 59% of all 18- to 29-year-olds were married in 1978. Nearly 60% were married. Between 18 and 29, those used to be the prime years to get married and start a family, right? As of last year, what do you think the number was? As of last year, only 20% of those 18- to 29 were married. Or put another way, 80% of Americans aged 18 to 29, they're not married. Of course, you don't have to be married to have children, but this is still the, the larger trend, wouldn't you think? Now, to quote an Orthodox rabbi, which I'm not usually uh, quoting Orthodox rabbis, but I just found this quote. My Orthodox rabbi continues. As you can tell, this Orthodox rabbi is not, he's not particularly shy about some of these things. He goes on to say our modern, materialistic, consumerist, globalist, get-rich-above-all ethos is killing us. Familial love has been supplanted by an inward-looking mentality that views children as an impediment to financial wealth. Thus, children are no longer viewed as a divine gift. They are viewed as a burden, an obstacle to career advancement and personal freedom. After all, it's my life, and I don't have any responsibility that sees that anyone comes after me. I'm it. Well, that ends his quotes, but it's important to note that there are people who'd love to have children, but they can't. Well, enough numbers for now. I'd like to share with you, or for some of you, I'd like to refresh your memory about the original Body Snatcher story before I go further down the road. This story came about in late 1954 when Jack Finney authored a serialized science fiction story entitled The Body Snatchers. His story was first published in Collier's Magazine in November and December of 1954, and then published as a novel the following year. In later reprintings, the title was changed to The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. In fact, Jack Finney's book was quickly turned into a major motion picture in 1956 entitled The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Now, here's three samples from the movie trailers of 1956. Another one was done in 1978 and the third was done in 1993. They're all versions of the same movie The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Now, I'd like to play all three of these trailers for you, but I believe I'm only going to be able to sneak one in before the break.
2: Touch. Will you tell these I'm not Make them listen to me before it's too late! Listen to me. Please, listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike in you! No, no, you've got to get out of here, Wait! They come from another world, spawned in the light years of space, unleashed to take over the bodies and souls of the people of our planet, bringing a new dimension in terror... A cursed, dreadful, malevolent thing was happening to those he loved. I never saw one like it. It looks... unused. The sensational star discovery of the view from Pompey's head. And now an undreamed of horror makes her life and love a vortex of fear. Suddenly, while you're asleep, they'll absorb your minds, your memories. I don't want any part of it. You're forgetting something, Miles. What's that? You have no choice. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. As the unimaginable becomes real, the impossible becomes true. Stop and listen! Stop and listen to me! Listen! Listen! Listen to me! They're not human! Can't you see? Everyone!
0: They're here already! Like so many movies made from novels, the book and the 1956 movie aren't exactly the same and have different endings. Jack Finney's original 1956 book ending holds out hope for humanity. I'll explain later. But the movie, in fact, all three movie versions made from this same plot, leave the viewer wondering whether the world is doomed by alien body snatchers. In our case, think radical progressive Democrats. Well, it's about time to hear from Kamala, or Kamala, or Vice President Harris.
3: It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to
0: take a break, a very short break, and then it's time to come right back, because every day it's time to come back and hear the rest of the story. And do I have a lot of important information? You'll be happy you made the time to come back and hear. So hit the head, hit the fridge, and hurry right back. You know you're loved here on the Frankly Daniels Show, and I'm not kidding.
2: Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers.
3: While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. KofixRx, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about provides an additional, invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with RX.
0: America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America
2: Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for
3: all. Each of us is born with 30 trillion cells that make us. These cells determine how we feel, perform, sleep, focus, and how long we live. And to live our best life, all we have to do is feed our cells. But most food and supplements don't reach our cells, keeping us from reaching our full potential. Make every cell count with Healthy Cell, Founded with a mission to empower people to take control of their own health at the most fundamental level, Dr. Vincent Jampapa, world-renowned cell researcher and medical doctor, created supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger, longer. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. And that's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L. And use code OUTLOUD for 20% off.
0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Frankly Daniels Show. Before the break, I had just played the first of three movie trailers from Jack Finney's 1956 book, the body snatchers made into movies entitled the invasion of the body snatchers and the last one was simply the body snatchers if you get a moment look up all the actors that have played parts in these three movies it's it's quite a lineup I might note that despite the, the three serious remakes and another knockoff of the body snatchers there have been several benumbing imitations like the 2007 directed DVD opus entitled Invasion of the Pod People. In this adaptation, aliens take over the bodies of presumably heterosexual women and turn them into lesbians, which is perfect for viewing during this month, which has been endorsed by Joe Biden as Gay Pride Month. There are also several entertaining parodies of Finney's classic tale, among them Invasion of the Muppet Snackers and Invasion of Bunny Snatchers. This latter film starring who else but Bugs Bunny? But all levity aside, the lasting yet horrifying theme of Jack Finney's Dark Tale is is inextricably connected to the fact that, that people we know, people we love, and respect, they can change, and usually the change isn't for the better. In fact, there are times that some of these changes are disheartening and terrifying. Oh, lovers turn cold, our parents and recently our political leaders succumbed to dementia and Alzheimer's. People may look the same on the outside, but on the inside they've, they've turned vacant. And I wonder what happens to people like these demented teenagers who carelessly and ruthlessly took the lives of so many young people these past weeks. That's why many film reviewers believe Finney's myth of the pod people's really hits home, and it's why still it's one of the saddest and scariest stories ever told. And when we read about or hear Miles Benell, who's, uh, who's the town's only doctor, shouting, you're next on that nighttime highway outside of town, we, we know he's, he's right, or he, he could be. And there's nothing that any of us seem to be able to do about it. But in the case of progressive Democrats, I have not given in, nor will I, I do believe we have an opportunity, perhaps one of the best last chances, to vote them back into the pods from which they've sprung. Now, having read the novel, I base my November 8, 2022 optimism on Jack Finney's ending, which is different than the first three film adaptations. In the novel's ending, the pod people aliens voluntarily vacate Earth after deciding they cannot tolerate the type of resistance they are experiencing from the main characters, those being us, by the way. The pod people, they they leave behind a small population of duplicates who are all eventually hunted down and killed shortly after the main group. They depart for another unsuspecting host planet. I do believe that the radical progressive Democrats are an alien invasion, and in so many ways, they are American body snatchers. But before I play the other two tracks, let me tell you just a thing or two about Jack Finney's Dark Tale. Now, this story unfolds in a sunny California town that the movie calls Santa Mira, which Jack modeled after a town called Mir Valley, a real town, Mill Valley in California's Marin County. Santa Mira. Santa means saint, as you well know, and Mira in the Romance languages is the feminine expression for wonder. So in short, Finney's fictional town is called Saint Wonder. (laughs) The the irony is that there's plenty of wonder in this town, but there's nothing saintly uh, in it, or nothing saintly is about to happen. A few more words about the actual town Finney modeled his uh, Santa Mira after, Mill Valley. That Mill Valley in Marin County, California, is located about 14 miles north of San Francisco, across the Golden Gate Bridge, and about 52 miles or so from Napa Valley. Its population today is around 15,000, but back in the 50s, the population of Mill Valley was just a little over 7,000 residents. In other words, it was the perfect, remote, small, small town for this novel setting. Beyond the flat coastal area and marshlands, Mill Valley occupies narrow wooded canyons, mostly of second-growth redwoods, and it sits on the southeastern slopes of Mount Telopeus. Here's one last step point of note and that is that the town was exclusively comprised of native white Americans. Now Santa Mira is about to be invaded by extraterrestrial seeds that have drifted through deep space and landed to earth in nearby forests and farmland. These seeds from some unnamed dead planet. You'll find out later why their prior planet is now dead. I grow into large plant-like pods. The pods grow rapidly eventually they open and release branching tentacles that creep and attach to sleeping humans. Very strange mechanism. Uh, Once attached, some unseen mechanism quickly replaces the infected people with perfect physical duplicates of themselves. They each have all the same knowledge, memories, scars, and all that stuff, but are incapable of human emotion or feeling. Here are the trailers from the 1978 and 1993 movies. I'm going to play them back to back.
2: They drift through the universe, pushed on by the solar winds. They adapt, and they survive. The function of all life is survival. Sleep. 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 From deep space, the seed is planted. Sleep. Sleep. Terror grows.
3: the
1: others? Elizabeth, wake up! Get you when you sleep!
3: Sit up! Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's got
1: no detail, no character. It's unformed. All of a sudden, they're growing like parasites. Uh, Is it contagious? People are being duplicated. How do you know my name? I didn't tell you my
2: name.
0: I can't find anything
2: in here that looks like a body. My side's nose, please.
1: It looks right at me.
2: You're looking at it as if it was human. It was not human now the classic fear begins to grow
1: we're being cornered
2: in a modern masterpiece of science fiction
1: we are barricading the street
2: invasion of the body statues. get down there's something in the air and it feels like fear there's something in the night And it seems like terror. There's someone in your bed, and it looks like you. Mommy? Life will be simpler now. The only thing missing.
1: Mommy? Will be you. Mommy? What's the matter, honey?
3: What's the matter? There's Mommy. She's right there. What
0: happened? Mommy, Mommy, Mommy! I'm seeing people at the infirmary exhibiting paranoia. People. Afraid to sleep.
1: Get in bed.
0: Afraid of family members. We gotta
2: go!
0: People afraid of themselves. We gotta go right now!
2: Come well, Marty, let's get out of here. They're out there, they're everywhere. Is that my dad? Shut up! We're gonna get out of here, Marty. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna run? Where are you gonna hide? Nowhere. Because there's no one like you left.
0: Body snatchers, the invasion continues. As you may have gleaned from the three trailers, the story is narrated through the experiences of Dr. Miles Bennell and Becky Driscoll, who are two divorcees falling in love with each other. That's what happens with divorcees. I've I've seen that myself. They become two of the few, and perhaps the only humans, eventually left in Santa Mira. Now, to his horror, Miles Bennell discovers that these outer space giant pods have been insidiously colonizing the town, replicating people's bodies and memories as they sleep. Silently, subtly, almost imperceptibly, these alien life forms are taking over the bodies and minds of his neighbors, his friends, his family, the woman he loves, Becky Driscoll, and the world as they both know it. The pod people are replicants all have the same goals, by the way, and that's to coerce and force, if necessary, all remaining humans to convert into pod-humans. Sounds like radical progressive Democrats, if you ask me. Uh, they're going to get their way any way they have to get their way. They dress up, for instance, a gun confiscation law. They want to pass, and they call it the Children's Protection Act. And then they're so bold as to be in your face and tell you they're going to do whatever it's necessary, even if they have to roll over you to get it done because they don't they don't care if there's a second amendment or not they're going to do what they think they need to do and the heck with the rest of us so you don't believe me huh well here's a recent clip of mr jones in the house the house of representatives the congressional house of representatives declaring the pod people are in control you will not stop
2: us from advancing the protecting our kids act today You will not stop us from passing it in the House next week, and you will not stop us there. If the filibuster obstructs us, we will abolish it. If the Supreme Court objects, we will expand it, and we will not rest until we have taken weapons of war out of circulation in our communities. Each and every day, we will do whatever it takes to end gun violence, whatever it
0: takes. Now, I'm all for ending gun violence as well. I'm sure you are also. But I'm not for disarming law-abiding Americans because the radical progressives want an unarmed citizenry. Look at every nation that has disarmed their citizens and then look at the outcomes. It should be enough that we elected who we've elected to be president and those people in Congress and take a look at what they've done in the last 16 months. And now they want to take away everyone's guns, Here's just a suggestion, check out Venezuela and see what happened to Venezuela once they collected all the guns. My apologies for the detour, I just, I just couldn't help myself from speaking out about what our own body snatchers are up to. Well back to Jack Finney's invasion of the body snatchers, just for a few more details before moving on. Now Miles and Becky are eventually captured by the pod person replicants. And upon their capture, they're given a fuller explanation of what's happening in Santa Mira.
2: I'll wait for you in the hall. Miles, you and I are scientific men. You can understand the wonder of what's happened. I just think, less than a month ago, Santa Mira was like any other town. People with nothing but problems. Then out of the sky came a solution. Seeds drifting through space for years took root in a farmer's field. From the seeds came pods, which have the power to reproduce themselves in the exact likeness of any form of life. So that's how it began. Out of the sky. Your new bodies are growing in there. They're taking you over, cell for cell, atom for atom. There's no pain. Suddenly, while you're asleep, they'll absorb your minds, your memories, and you're reborn into an untroubled world. Where everyone's the same? Exactly. What a world. We're not the last humans left. They'll destroy you. Tomorrow, you won't want them to. Tomorrow, you'll be one of us. I love Becky. Tomorrow, will I feel the same? There's no need for love. No emotion. Then you have no feelings. Only the instinct to survive. You can't love or be loved, am I right? You say it as if it were terrible. Believe me, it isn't. You've been in love before. It didn't last. It never does. Desire, ambition, faith. Without them, life's so simple. Believe me. I don't want any partner. You're forgetting something, Miles. What's that? You have no choice.
0: But Miles and girlfriend Becky decide they're going to run. They're going to get out of town. But before that can happen, Becky falls asleep.
2: I went
3: to sleep, Miles, and it happened. Oh, oh, Becky. They were right.
2: I should never have left you.
3: Stop acting like a fool, Miles, and accept us. Never. He's in here. He's in here. Get him! Get him!
2: I've been afraid a lot of times in my life. But I didn't know the real meaning of fear until. until I had kissed Becky. A moment's sleep, and the girl I loved was an inhuman enemy bent on my destruction. That moment, sleep was death to Becky's soul, just as it had been for Jack and Teddy and Dan Kaufman and all the rest. Their bodies were now hosts, harboring an alien form of life, a cosmic form, which to survive must take over every human man. So I ran, I ran. I ran as little Jimmy Grimaldi had run the other day. My only hope was to get away from Santa Mira, to get to the highway, to warn the others of what was happening.
3: Wait No! Oh! No, oh, we gotta no, go. wait, let him go. They'll
2: never believe me.
0: Danger, come on, get There's out of something. here. You're in danger. Please, get, out of, see what Go get out of here. Out road, Pull over the side of the road. I need your help.
3: Something terrible has
2: happened. Come on, you're drunk. Get out of the street. Get out of here. Come on. Our, wives, our children, everyone. They're here already. You're
0: next. You're next. You're next. So I ask you. Are you next? Well well, are you? Are we next? Unfortunately, like all radical progressives, once you've gone pod person, you can't change back to a reasonable person. No way, not not like the reasonable person you once were. You can't unpod yourself. If you step out of line, cancel culture reaches out and strangles your life so that any reputation you once had as a normal human is eternally over. But But here's the catch. These duplicates, these pod people live only five years and cannot sexually reproduce. Consequently, if unstopped, they will quickly turn Earth into a dead planet and move on to the next world. One of the pod invaders claims that this is what humans do. They use up resources, pollute, wipe out indigenous populations, and destroy ecosystems in the name of survival, and then move on to the next planet longing for another life form to snatch. And this will go on until there are no more resources to consume anywhere in the universe. Now, some, some may see this as an advantage, although you'd have to be, you'd have to be twisted, very twisted, to think so. But, but put nothing beyond the shallow, hollow-cored minds of Nancy Pelosi and brain-addled Joe Biden. First, there's no need to have court battles over abortion. If you can't replicate, there's nothing to abort. And the social pressure there once was to have children, which isn't really, isn't really here any longer. It's totally unnecessary since nobody can have children anyway. And you don't have to worry about increased demand pressure on our scarce resources. The population can only shrink, and consumption will eventually bottom out to zero. The planet, the planet Earth will restore its ozone layer and carbon pollution... Well, that will be at an end. The seas will not rise another millimeter, and hurricanes and typhoons, well, they will be a thing of the distant past. Call Earth. Paradise lost. To me, this all sounds more like Armageddon. But I'm sure the radical progressives can see an upside. More like an upside-downside. Frankly, I'm surprised the left hasn't captured, twisted, and incorporated parts of Jack Finney's storyline into their war against fossil fuels, and their desire to control our population through birth control, abortion, violent crime, and of course, chaos. While exercising this part of their plan, they could continue on with distracting, or better yet, tempting some of us to help them normalize strange gender identities and often non-normal sexual preferences just to keep us amused. And unquestionably, a plan like the body snatchers would call on a redefined family unit. Since there are no new children, There is no need for parental titles like father-mother-grandparents, or perhaps even other familial monikers like brother or sister. Family bloodlines become totally irrelevant. Progressive Democrats already have us believing there is no right combination of people, parents, children, or pets, to make up a family unit. But one thing has become axiomatic in today's progressive world. Fathers are an unnecessary and often unhealthy addition to a family. But the body snatchers theme aside, the Marxists among us appear obsessed with not only limiting our resource consumption and in the redistribution of people's wealth, but they're also obsessed with limiting our procreation. People like AOC, well, she says she refuses to bring children into the world. She's convinced the planet will crash and burn within the next seven years from unfettered climate change. I mean to tell you, she's not the only one who thinks this way. There are a lot of young people who look at what's going on in our cities and our public schools and say, maybe I shouldn't bring a child into all of this mess. And many others are too busy enjoying themselves as singles or noncommittal couples. They say, oh, there's time later for children, if that's what we really want. But then comes years 36, 38, and 40, and infertility, and we chase clinics to become pregnant, while others, 800,000 others... Are aborting their unborn. And then to add, to add to all of this, not only parental anxieties about fighting wokeism in your children's kindergarten class, but all through elementary school as well and only to be confronted with your teenage daughter declaring she agrees with her social media friends that she's probably a transgender male. But first you have to find enough baby formula to see if your newborn makes it through toddlerhood before you worry if some woke knucklehead will start talking gender identity and sexual orientation trash to your kindergartner. And then the next shocker hits once your child is old enough to start primary school. You know that great school district you moved your family to in the suburbs? Well, it's changed and it isn't what it was when you moved to it with your young family. It's become woke to and you find yourself joining parents groups to fight against a woke school board and a way woke local chapter of the National Teachers Union. And it doesn't stop there. You've just been informed that the Biden administration is forcing a housing rezoning where you live. Oh yes, the woke progressive left is forcing high-density housing projects in your neighborhood because the radical progressives don't believe you deserve to escape the inner city without having to pay a price. Yep, look it up. The Biden administration is pumping billions of dollars into county zoning boards to financially encourage them to rezone your neighborhoods for high density public assistance, low income housing. There goes your property value, and it's time to plan to move again, perhaps this time to Florida. Is it possible that the radical Democrats would prefer if thinking humans, equipped with human emotions and feelings, who believe in Judeo Christian values, and had the survival instinct to raise a family of model American citizens were replaced by an all-obedient nation of pod humans or replicants with a more limited lifespan and selective or no reproductive abilities. And you're wondering why you decided to have children because the system is definitely against you at every turn. And to top it all off, children are expensive. Just think what you could do with all that money you wouldn't spend on children. And how can young college grads even think of having children when they're worried about the $200,000 loan they took out to get that college degree? And those young people who are really in a bind are those who took out the loans but never finished their degree. So they have all the debt and none of its benefits. But it's liberal Democrat policies that put us in this college debt nightmare in the first place. The Obama government, for instance, just kept increasing the amount of money you could borrow, and subsequently universities and colleges kept raising their tuition and separating out other entire menus of student fees. You know Boston University, the so-so university. It just raised its tuition to $62,000 a year. That's just tuition. Nothing else is included. You don't even get a free t-shirt saying, you're the idiot paying tuition to the same university that gave AOC a degree in economics. So how are we ever going to get back to a fertility rate of 2.1 children per fertile woman in America? (laughs) Well, the answer's apparent. We aren't. But not to worry. The radical progressives have that all worked out. It's called uncontrolled, the olly, olly in free, illegal immigration. Why grow your own citizens when you can just import them? And tell me, don't you think this is body snatching? Don't you think this is an invasion? Don't you think the cartels are the body snatchers? And we're the people buying what they've snatched. If you say any of this, you're going to be labeled... A racist? Now, have you ever thought that perhaps the nations that are having their bodies snatched by the greedy, ruthless cartels may not be all that happy? They're losing citizens, young citizens, young citizens at that, to a rich nation north of their border. And who's left behind? The left behind are the old and infirm citizens and those too broke to afford paying the cartels. What wonderful humanitarians we are, aren't we? We're saving all those young people for ourselves. And when you bring up any of this, well, of course, you're still a racist. How pathetic are the radical progressives to use race to fend off anyone pointing out that we're importing human replacements. We're actually snatching foreign bodies for the luxury of aborting our own inconvenient pregnancies. We have to replace these losses. Or who else is going to work the jobs and buy the products that keeps our economy going? And there's an additional bonus. It allows them to spit in the face of what they believe is white privilege and mythical white supremacy. Hey, not my words, but take some time and read what the progressive left is writing these days. The progressive Democrats have been trying to declare asylum for all the illegals who have ever entered the country and are still here. They disingenuously say that this would cover about 11 million people. But Joe Biden will have packed close to three and a half to four million new illegal aliens into the country by the time he hopefully gets unceremoniously thrown out of office in 2024. Independent studies estimate our illegal population is closer to 24 million. Currently, 9,000 illegal aliens cross into America each day. And we don't even know who they all are, especially the ones, and there's about sixty to 80,000 each month that don't even bother to stop at the Border Patrol station to sign in. We have to engage in some very serious reflection on what our political leadership is up to. And from everything we've experienced over the past 16 months, I am convinced, I am convinced that this is no way to run a country, and this is certainly no way to lead America. As we come to a close on today's very fast and sometimes furious, sometimes furious, frankly, Daniel's show, I have to ask, who's counting the bodies? Who's paying attention? Who even cares about our body snatching and why we're one of the biggest players in the body snatching racket? I sincerely thank you for joining me today. There's so much more to say, but it's going to have to wait till next week. I'm Daniel Francis Baranowski. And you've been listening to The Frankly Daniels Show.